What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of our 9 a.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. So, Father, we thank you this morning for all you first time attendees and everybody that's present on this line. That's all y'all gonna get the first time attendees. So, Father, we thank you for drawing people near. Uh, we thank you for drawing, drawing people in here. Thank you that we have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart that's willing and says, yes, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. Say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Come on, say it a little louder. Say, Lord, speak to me. We're going to say it again because Sion didn't say nothing. Say, Lord, speak to me. She didn't say nothing again. Say, speak to me. Amen. Say, speak to me. There we go. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, open my eyes to see in Jesus' name. Say, Lord, help my neighbor. They need you more than I do. Please help them in Jesus' name. Amen. One more round of applause for the Lord one time. Yeah. All right. All right. We got to step into this. We got to step into this. Um. I think I think I got some fresh, some fresh, something fresh for you and for me. Um, and even when I listen to this song, you know, a lot of our worship songs, um, um, they're amazing. And but a lot of worship songs that we do sing, we're inviting God into our presence. I want you to hear, hear what I just said. We're inviting God to our presence. Now, we don't really have a presence to offer. And this morning, I will set up a backdrop for what I think tonight we will experience out of intentionality. See, because when you know how to do something, when you know, do you really think God does not want you to be intentional about how you approach him? Do you think there's not a strategy to getting close to him? Here's a strategy. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Strategy. Approach me this way. And it's not that the Lord, how we've been doing it is wrong as much as we're going into another dimension. Therefore, we need to, I think, today will mature our worship. Amen. Amen? All right. And so y'all got to pray for me because, you know, it is beyond my comprehension of the things that are have been noted in this iPad. And um, I need the Holy Spirit to help me articulate what he's saying to us. So I pray freedom from error. I thank you that we go deeper and deeper, and I thank you that you unveil mysteries to your sons and daughters this morning. Lord, I believe it's all of our desire to want to consistently experience your presence. I don't want to hit and miss. 
I don't want it to just be Sunday after singing for an hour and Michael plays the keys and strikes a chord and then all of a sudden I feel you. Lord, I want to know as a son how to approach you. And I want to know your mind about your presence. And so lead me and guide me this morning in these few minutes we got. In Jesus' name, amen. So remember that. So today's message is called Surrounded. Um, Subtitle, Your Presence is Heaven to Me. I think in this time we can't talk about true justice without talking about God's presence. We, we can't really talk about true peace without God's presence. We can't really talk about winning battles without God's presence. We can't really talk about joy without God's presence. We can't really talk about forgiveness without God's presence. You, you just you just can't think about moving forward without God's presence. And the moment you do not include God's presence in your present, then you will miss out. You will always have to backtrack. And God's presence is the essential recipe to our victory. Amen. Say, I'm surrounded. I am surrounded. We sang that yesterday in leadership, right? Uh, 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 by songs of deliverance, we've been liberated. Don't start singing. Don't start singing with me. Uh, don't start yelling at me, Effie. Don't start yelling at me. Because <laughs> I'm going to get riled up and only this first service, don't be singing with me. Do not do that. The 9 o'clock ain't the time to be. It will be because then we can blend services, but with the little, you know, Surrounded, your presence is heaven to me. Um, This conversation is about the reality and the power and the necessity of God's presence. I think we don't see God's presence as a reality, therefore we're always trying to enter, to, to, come Lord, please, I want, I want to experience you today because yesterday I didn't. So, Lord, if you could just visit us today. But I'm going to show you through, through my, this revelation he has given me, doesn't visit you. How can someone visit you when they live with you? Ooh, you got to be ready to grow up today. Only if you want to worship him in spirit and truth. Will you understand what he is about to say to you? The reality and power and necessity of God's presence. His presence is where we belong. You see this, Sion? You know, everyone's looking for, can we turn it down a little bit, please? Mic down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone wants to belong, Right? His presence is where we belong, not just like as a destination, but it's where we belong as a habitation. It's where I am affirmed, belong. It's my gang. It's my breath. It's my nutrition. 
It's where I belong. It's where I be. This is where I am my best. This is where I am my wisest. This is where I am my strongest. This is where I am my most vibrant. This is where I am at my, my most peace. This is where I will step into a place where I am at max peace, but peace that won't run out. Right? It's where the lid is removed. When you, when you function in a certain realm, there is a cap, but in his presence, there's no cap. There's no lid. There, there, it, it, you really step into eternity. He says we're in this world, but we're not what of it. And I don't believe he abides in a place where we're not of. We're always asking him to come where we're not of. And just because your physical man is here, it doesn't mean you have to abide here. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to keep praying for me. His presence is our real home. Right? right? There, there's no, it's very hard to have keen discernment and it's very hard to really say that this is it this is the person this is the place this is my purpose without being impregnated with that person place thing purpose in his presence I challenge you what you think your person is your purpose is or that person is did his presence impregnate that vision he says that our hearts are the most deceitful of them all. Who can know? We think we know us so well. You don't know yourself if you've mainly discovered yourself out of the habitation yourself was supposed to live in. If most of who you've discovered you are has come from a television and culture and abuse or lack of love or however you was raised and whatever your mama love language was. That may not have been God's love language, but it was your mama's love language. You read a book that talked about the five love languages and you found your love. Or shall I say your language? Second Kings 6, say I'm surrounded. Early in the morning... A servant of the holy man got up and went out. Surprise! Horses and chariots, what? Surrounding the city. They what? Were surrounding the city. The enemy was what? Surrounding the city. Darkness was what? Surrounding the city. Fear was what? Surrounding the city. The young man exclaimed, Oh, master, what shall we do? He said, number one, you don't worry. Because depending on if you worry or not will depend on what you do next. Right? You can't worry. You can't put the cart before the horse. What is the motivation behind what you're about to do? If worry is the motivation in what you're about to do, then you probably shouldn't do what you're about to do. Because after you act out of worry, you're going to 
respond with a sorry. Don't worry about it. Number one, there are more on our side than on their side. Number two, identify who you are and who you with. Before you act, you better act out of sonship. And then Elisha prayed, oh God. You notice how he didn't pray to defeat the enemy. He prayed, open his eyes. He said, but this is so important. He didn't say, allow him to feel your presence. He said, make him aware that you hear. God is everywhere all the time. We just ain't aware of his presence. The song said, let us become more aware of your presence. But in the same song, it asks us, Holy Spirit, we are welcoming you here. So we welcoming you here. But then we're going to pray, make us aware. How about I tell you that you don't got to ask him to come. He's here. You just need to say, make me aware. I'm already here. You see how, how much we will be present, but then detach. It's like, make, make us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Holy Spirit, if you want, you are welcome here. Are you talking to, are you inviting him in? Or are you doing something that is an act of humility, which as you, as you decrease, you become more aware of him? He don't come. He with you. You come with him. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. He say, open his eyes, Lord, and let him see you. Let, let him see that there's more for us. So you see one person who was aware of the presence of God. And when you're not aware of the presence of God, fear will always dominate you. One person was in faith because he was aware of presence. The other person was in worry and fear because they weren't aware that God is in it. He with us. See, and what the enemy will try to do is to get you to focus on what you can see. Perspective and perception impacts presence. Got to hear it. Help me, Lord. Perspective and perception impacts presence. Whatever you are more aware of can determine the presence you experience. Yeah, because fear is present don't mean God ain't. Because fear is present doesn't mean hope isn't. It doesn't mean because fear or depression is present doesn't mean peace is not present. But what you're experiencing is what you're magnifying. What you're experiencing is what you see. 
That's why he say, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. What? Together. Put it above your worry. Whatever you are more aware of can determine the presence you experience. And the presence you experience can determine the path you wander down. The presence you experience can determine the path you wander down. How many of us have been down some paths fear took us down? Depression to take it down. Anxiety. That's why he's always like, lay that down because if you, if that, if anxiety has a presence. Am I lying? You can tell when folks worrying. You can tell when folks afraid. You can tell when folks mad. You can tell when folks angry. It's a presence. Whatever you worship increases the reality of that presence. Whatever you worship increases the reality of that presence. He says you cannot worship, serve God and mammon. Wherever your treasures is, there will your heart be also. And wherever your heart is, that's where you worship. That's your altar. That's your affection. And whatever you worship, it increases the reality of that presence, right or wrong, fear or love, faith or worry. So if I put my hope in my spouse, God forbid something go wrong. Guess what? Because I worship that, my reality can be my whole life is going to be broken apart just because one relationship broke apart. You, you notice how you'll take one situation and deflect that into your life. Instead of this situation is that, but it is not my Worship. It is not my where I have put all of my hope in. It's not that. So even if that leaves, breaks off, disappoints, my focus has always been the Lord. My value is here, not there. But how many things have we allowed to lose a job or lose a friend or, and it wrecks our life? Worshiping the Father makes you more aware of his realities. You notice when you're afraid of something or you're worried about something, you just, you like, you go through all the possibilities of that reality. Right? You waiting for a test result? you like, man, if this happened, if that happened, oh my God, if that happened. Man, you see this wander, you start wandering down this path. But in that moment, what you should be doing is magnifying the Lord and focusing on his reality. See, because when you worship the Father, it makes you more aware of his realities. And then faith rises up. And then that's the realm where miracles. He said, daughter, you're, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. I shall be made, I shall be made whole if I could just get to him. She was focused on the hem more than the bleeding. And she, she wandered down the path of wholeness. She followed her faith. Faith will always give you a target to reach. 
Paul constantly, constantly chase after the realm. Say realm. realm. One more time, realm. realm. Two more times, realm. 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 That was three, but one more time, realm. Chase after the realm of God's kingdom. This is very important. Chase after the realm of God's kingdom. Chase after the realm of God's kingdom. It didn't say invite God into your realm. Chase after his realm. Go, go towards his realm. Chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things you worried about will be given to you abundantly. Chase after his realm, enter his realm, focus on his realm and all this other stuff you worship and worry about and anxious over. He said they will be added to you abundantly. And abundant to me is pressed down, shaken together and running over. He going to cause man to give to your bosom. Would you rather work overtime at your job or overtime entering his rest while somebody else work overtime and they're going to bring you the goods? Sitting here worrying about your future. I got to make sure I do this. I'm going to go do this over here. I'm going to leave my family so I can go make a quick dollar so I can buy a house over here. And this whole time, man, you are missing it. Those are the less important things. Whatever we actively value the most, we worship the most. It is what it is. <laughs> Whatever you actively value. You, man, I, I want to put an end to Christians talking about how much they in love with God. You better off saying you like God. Because it's things that he do for you. He your rescue boo. I like what he could do for me. When you are in love with someone, you, you, you can't be moved off what is required out of that covenant. When you're in love, and we in the pulpit have done a poor job in making you think because you say you love God. You live a certain lifestyle, but they love God. No, you don't. The Bible says, Jesus himself, red letters, catch up. He says... He says this, if you love me, you obey my commandments. Shut up saying you love God if you have a hard time obeying God. See, it was love that carried Jesus to the cross, not what he wanted to do. And it wasn't even his will. He said, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. And it was because he pursued God's will, God gave him the strength and abundance he needed to carry our cross. Stop saying you in love with God when you're still wrestling on serving God. How are you going to be in love with me but not want to build for me and build with me? Don't say you in love with God when you want to put you first. And you can't say you putting God first and abandon his people and his church and the advancing of his kingdom. You ain't in love with God. You like God. 
How do you know you just like God? Because when you love him until you got to be accountable. You ain't in love with God. When you're in love with God, you'll serve people even despite they're persecuting you. Because you're in love with God, not necessarily the people, but you love God's people. And if he love them, you love them. You hate what he hate, you love. This is what the Bible says. When you love me, you hate what I hate, and you love what I love. Stop saying you're in love with God, but you want to sleep around. He don't like sleeping around. Stop saying you in love with God and you masturbate. Stop saying you in love with God and you prom- you just entertain promiscuity. Shut your mouth in the name of Jesus. You like God, but you ain't in love with God. Stop saying you in love with God when you tear down his people. You persecute. You gossip. You backbite. You ain't in love with God. You just like God. Stop fooling yourself and repent and come in spirit and in truth and stop being fake. Call a thing a thing. You ain't in love. Because if you in love with God, what would happen if you got married, if that's what you call love? You in love, but you can't forgive. No, you like them because you want people to forgive you, but you don't want to forgive people. We in the pulpit just pamper people. Yeah, we know you love God, but you cheating and you chasing girls and chasing boys. You ain't in love. When I'm in love, I'm in love with my wife. I ain't got time for no other girl. I care how cute you is. I don't care how sexy you is. They, they, I ain't got time, right? And when you single, you say you in love with God, but you. Do I want to serve? Do I? Uh, what if I did that with my marriage? Like, do I want to love her today? Do I want to hug her today? Uh, I know I will. Just give me five months, babe. I'll be back. Give me, give me, give me. No, no, no. What keeps somebody going is being in love, right? It's it's not because I just love serving y'all. You crazy. I love, I'm a worshiper, man. I'm in love with God. Therefore, if he don't give me his heart for you, I will run out quick. I will give up quick. And therefore, I can't breathe without you. I can't live without you because I want to serve you, God. How can we be wasting our time trying to serve ourselves? How can we say we're the real church? When Jesus says, if you believe in me, you'll do what I did. I don't see Jesus out there worried about some chick. My life was on the line. I'll be mad at Jesus. Man, forget her, man. I'm over here dying. I'm going to hell and you over here sleeping around. Get up. You're about to kill myself. You over there drinking martinis. Get up, man. But that's the same thing he's saying, man. There's people out there dying and you over here being selfish. 
We're trying to build a church. We're trying to build ourselves up. And we're just looking for a place to do us. And it's like, man, God said, this is how you do you. Do me. And when you do me, I do you. I got you. And I'm going to do you better than you can do you and me. I got you. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Do me like the Lord. Woo! He said, look, look, look. What realm do you spend most of your time in? Say realm. Say realm. Oops, sorry. Sorry, Christian. Sorry, I stepped across the red tape. What realm? This, remember, I said I had you say realm like seven times. What realm do you spend most of your time if you was honest with yourself? This is very important. What realm do you spend most of your time? I want you to see something. There is realms. There is dimensions. We so worried about next level that we never reach the next dimension. The Bible says, in the beginning, God prepared and formed and fashioned and created the what? Heavens and the earth. Is that plural or singular? So that must mean there's more than one what? Heaven. What realm do you spend? I want you to understand something. This is a heaven right here. This atmosphere is a heaven. Okay. In the beginning, he created the heavens. The first thing he did, verse 1, is created the heavens. Okay. Look at this. You go to Genesis 2. This is the history of the what? Heavens and of the what? Earth. You see plural in what? Heavens and singular in what? Earth. Why would there be more spiritual places than there are physical places? Right? Because maybe that's where you really exist. Maybe that's where you really from. Mark 1. And when he came up out of the water, at once, he, John, saw the what? Heavens. Jesus was baptized, and then what happened? The heavens cracked. The heavens. We see 2 Corinthians 12. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, but only God knows. He was caught up to the what? Third heaven. There's three heavens. There's three realms. And you need, this is very important for you to understand which one you spend most of your time. Very, very important. The first heaven is the earth's atmosphere. It's the immediate sky you see. It is where birds and clouds are. It's, it's where birds and clouds are. And those are the scriptures. Go look it up. It, it's where birds and clouds are. Say birds and clouds. Right? This is where the rain. And then we see the birds. And it, that's for our enjoyment. Wow, look at that eagle. Wow. Look at that. Look at that flamingo. Flamingos don't even think they fly, do they? That's okay, but look at that flamingo. Yeah, they do. How you going to answer it? Don't know yourself. Amen. I got to stay focused. I got to. The second heaven. The second heaven is where moon. Hold on, hold on. Let's go back. 
where do you spend most of your time? Right? Bible talks about the natural realm right here. First heaven, natural realm. Everything I could see, everything I could feel. Ooh, that looked good. Lot said, I'll take the greener grass area. I'll go over there. Right? I'll, I'll do what feels good. I could see that, so I could trust that. Really, can you? <laughs> he says, don't focus on the temporal, temporal, the things you can see, but focus on the things you can't see. So this first realm is the natural realm. It's what we can see. It's what we can almost control. We can go shoot, we can go shoot birds out the sky. Second heaven is where moon, sun, stars, and the planets are, what we call outer space. Scripture's right there. You go check it out. Open your own mail. It's called outer space, right? That's where the man on the moon, that's where we got the galaxies, and wow, it's where we sit on the beach in the clear or in the mountains, and like, wow, look at all those stars, right? So you can even see these realms. You could see the stars, but the birds could never reach there. We could see the stars, but we could never exist there the way we exist here. Right? And so what you got to understand, man. Ugh. Stay focused. Outer space. And the third heaven is the dwelling place of God. the dwelling place of God. It's where he lives. So when you asking him, Lord, come here, you asking him to, to lead a third heaven, this is what we thinking, and he going to come down here to the first heaven. He going to come down here. Come, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come down here. He say, as it is in heaven, on earth as it is. It didn't say heaven. We say heaven on earth. Yeah, sort of, kind of, but on earth as it is in heaven. As it is, like it is. The dove came, it came down as. It was not literally a dove that filled him, touched him. But it was the Holy Spirit representing the dove. But it wasn't merely the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was just a dove. It was just a symbol. It was like the oil is just a symbol representing the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the smearing of the Holy Spirit. Like, come. And what we do is we try to make God, we try to make him tangible. Because we're, too will, too, we're, we're not willing to be disciplined enough to humble ourselves. So, Lord, come. Come hang out with us. Please, God. Feel this place, Lord. Okay? It sounds good. But when you also look at the tabernacle, you also see three realms. You got to understand, why is there three heavens? Because we try parts. We try parts. We, we, we need, we're in this natural realm, but, but who we really are, we can't feed off of the earth. That's why Jesus says, I'm cool without food because I get my nourishment. The throne room you hear about. This is the heaven 
of heavens. Okay. The heaven of heavens. When you look at the tabernacle, you have three parts. You have the outer court, you have the inner court, and you have the holies of holies. Right, this is where we start, but if we really understood being New Testament believers, the veil has been what? Torn. We got access to the holies of holies. Right now, holies of holies. Right? It ain't no, all right, you got to give a sacrifice here. We're going to wait in the line. We're going yeah, to maybe get to the holies of holies. No, no, no. Hebrews tells us, come boldly. It's over. The veil has been torn. Come. You notice it said, come. This, we sound crazy. What kind of relationship is that? We say come, he say come. <laughs> Your turn this time. <laughs> we crazy. We like, like little, way, little, little high key, low key, bipolar. Hebrews 4 say, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. He say, let us fearlessly. Fearlessly, the veil has been torn. The, the priest, last but not least, the one and only, once and for all, has the high priest has went on our behalf. Ain't no layers to this. You either in his presence or not. That's why on the first song, we in the holies of holies. You just might not be aware. And our job is to help people become aware that he's here, not he's coming. We start off worship, come Holy Spirit, new person of church, come Holy Spirit. And they looking at the back door, where he coming from? Is he coming down out the roof? What he doing? Come Holy Spirit, come. You're welcome. Whenever you want, do what only you can do. Not helping people understand he's here. For a newborn believer, that's a lot of work. Like, like we're telling him to come, so then we also have the obligation then to teach them how to realize when he come. That's a lot of work. I'd much rather teach them that he's here. Just be aware, and this is what you can do to be aware. Just humble yourself. Just silence yourself, whatever the case may be. Then, the, hey, we got to do this for about 10 minutes. Come. Throw on some pads. Come on, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Save the seat for you. We save the seat for you. <laughs> the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners. That we may what? Receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well timed help coming just when we need it. He said, Come. Right? You, you, you see how important, and you can't tell me that every day we don't need his, this mercy. So every day if we need this mercy, then every day we should be coming to him. Not waiting for goosebumps, not waiting for the moment heaven comes down. Again, nothing's wrong with that. I want, to, I want you to understand, because we've all encountered God at that level. But for love quests, I believe there is a level of sonship worship that he's going to reveal us a pattern to us. He has to if we're going to be that for the city. 
Why focus on what's in front of you when you were given access to what's beyond you? <laughs> because when we're like, come, Holy Spirit, we're just saying, this is all we got, God, and if we're going to get more, you got to show up. Ephesians 1 says this, Bilini says, may blessing, praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we go. Ready? Ready? Who has blessed us in Christ with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly what? Realm. Where your stuff at? In the heavenly what? Realm. You looking for it here. Can I get a job? Then I'll get some joy. Can I get a hubby? Can I get a boo? Then I have peace. Can I get that white picket fence? Can I get that new car? Then I'll be prosperous. Can I get laid? And then I can feel better by myself. Then I know I'm cute. Can I? Right? Everything's in this realm. But he said, everything I got for you is where? It's in the heavenly realm. See, if I can't get to the third dimension, my faith will always be minimal. But it's when I encounter him that not only do I hear the word, but it's necessary that I enter his presence in such a way that he confirms. It says the spirit comes and reminds us, affirms us, seals us, uh, gives us the confidence, seals us that we are sons and daughters to deposit God's presence, this is a mouthful, I'm still trying to figure out this one, but amen. God's presence isn't merely visitation on earth as much as it's our heightened sensitivity and awareness of his habitation within us and our visitation to our heavenly home. Yeah, I, I totally get it. That's when he told me that. That's what I did my response to. It's like, hmm. Let me read this, so we're going to keep it right there for just a second. God's presence isn't merely visitation. Man, the Lord visited our church today. That's crazy, because then next Sunday, when he, whatever made us think he visited us, we're going to be like, dang, last Sunday was a little better than, right? We can't be a church where we're afraid to, no, every time you, you bring a friend to church, you can guarantee habitation. You can guarantee people going to encounter God because it's nothing we necessarily have to work for as much as it's us unworking and being available. He say, on earth, as much as it is, our heightened sensitivity and awareness, which the word of God and which faith to faith or experience helps us know an awareness of his habitation within us. He said, you're looking north, south, east, and west. No, the kingdom of heaven is right here inside what you looking for signs for what he's here and it's our visitation to our heavenly home you're in this world but you're not of it to live is to die to, to, to live is to die and to die is to gain why do I gain because I go to my home but he tells me that I can live in my home while I'm in this temporary home. So as I'm becoming aware, it's not God visiting us. 
as much as us sacrificing and picking up our cross and humbling ourselves so we can enter into his gates. You, you, you got to get this. The Bible says enter into his, his gates. I'm going to get to the scripture, but I'm going to jump ahead of myself. But he also says, all you that are heavy laden and you need some rest, ask me to come. And I, I promise you, I'll be there. Know what did he say? He said, come. He says, draw unto me and I'll draw unto you. Why? When you humble yourself and come to me, I will increase as you decrease. That don't make no sense. You come and then he walking. It's not this picture of us walking towards each other. It's us entering into his realm. And then we become aware of who he is. Because he doesn't draw close like we draw close. We think drawing close is walking to him. <laughs> it's like, I, I got to give you this picture because it's covenant and it's marriage. Me and my wife can be laying there in the bed, not touching each other. Right? And in one, in one way, she can touch me and then I become more present to her. By her touching me. But I didn't show up when she touched me. But because she touched me, guess what I did? I touched her back. I didn't just hop in the bed and then, no, no, no. She drew near to me and I responded by making myself, I respond. He inhabits the praise of his people. Right, this is about habitation. This is about you drawing near to him. This isn't about waiting for an hour for him to show up. He's here. God's presence is a holy space we enter into. We, we don't have a space for him. We create space by drawing into his space. It's not God come to my house. I'll be there about five o'clock. About five o'clock. God don't wake up when your alarm that say glory time go off. You know, we put our little titles. God's presence is a holy space we enter into. See, I just got to go a little longer on this one to see y'all. So God bless you. This is very crucial to get to because tonight we're going to be very intentional. And enter in his space. God doesn't visit us. He abides in us. Like my kids don't visit me. They live with me. We live together. It's like me going in a room waking Malachi up. Hey, you should come over today. You want to come over? It's like, where, where I'm coming? You want me to come downstairs? Where you want me to come? I'm already here. And we talk to God like it's, like, he, he got to, we, we must leave the natural realm in order to visit or enter into his reality. We're entering his reality. We're, we're entering his reality. Right? This is what worship is. God, we need to see what you see. We need to know what you know. We need to feel what you feel. He says we have the mind of Christ. You can't just declare that. You either got the mind of Christ and going to respond and act like and be consumed. You don't have the mind of Christ without being consumed with Christ. I got the mind of Christ. 
Come here, girl. I got the mind of Christ. Come here, girl. Psalm 100. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead. Go, go ahead and do it. Take everyone, everywhere, as you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into. You see this, Elder John? Sing your way into. Come, Holy Spirit. He's like. No, what are you talking Sing your way into. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God, for he is our what? Creator, and we belong to him. We are the people of his what? Pleasure. And what keeps us out of his presence is not realizing he finds pleasure in our presence. That's why you say, come boldly. I don't even see you in Jesus. How you going to ask somebody to come that you in? Ain't nowhere else to go. Abide in me, I abide in you. Come, Lord. He says, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. What you want me to do? And realize that this really means what I read already. You can pass through his open gates. Did he say, Lord, pass through my gates, Lord. Come into my court with praise, Lord. Come, Lord. We invite you to our house today. That's why Love Quest has the mandate. This is, we're creating a house for him to live. This, this isn't this Sunday relationship. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. So if the password of praise is to enter his gates, then our praise shouldn't consist of inviting him into ours. Here go a lot of songs, see. I'm talking about songs that, if y'all ain't catching this, I'm going to be upset because this is, this is next dimension worship. How do you write songs? See. Man, songs would be so anointed if you wrote them from the place that he's here. And we're just, it's like pillow talk. Hey, baby, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? I love you, girl. I love you, girl. Oh, you look so beautiful. What if I was looking, looking at my wife on the pillow and just like, baby, you should come over tonight. I'll meet you there in 10 minutes, baby. All right. What you going to do later when you come over? No. But if we write songs from habitation, from like he's here, then those songs, like when you sing come, we're waiting for him to come. So therefore, we're looking for a feeling. But when we sing songs as though we're talking to him here, he's here. He has to show up. Right? He has to because we're so full of him. We're just, we're just releasing him to the people to experience. He say, he say, look what he say. He say, in the past we pray, come right into his presence. Come, come on, you're invited. No, you invited. 
Come to his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Are you weary? Matthew 11 says, are you weary carrying heavy burdens? Then come to me. Or, or did he say come? You, you see in this picture. He said, come to me. Lord, I just need you to show up. I can't do this no more, Lord. If you don't come right now, God, I'm going to hurt myself. God, hurry up. And this would eliminate you praying prayers, asking God to get you a sign. Yeah, we need God to lead us. But how about walking with him? And that's why he said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, my word abides there. Whatever you ask, I'm going to give it to you. Why? Because it's not really you asking. You're asking. You're, I'm using your lips to ask for what's in my heart. Look, 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 what it, look what January 15th say. John 15 say. I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with as you live in union with me, as you submit to me, as you live in union with me, what I want to do, what I say do, how I move, when I move, you move, just like that, as your source, when you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. Because they stream from me. But when you live separated from me, you are what? Powerless. To invite him in is to say we're somehow separated. He said in verse 4, dwell in me and I will what? Dwell in you. You dwell in me. And it's not you dwelling me and then I'll come over tomorrow. It's you dwelling me and by you dwelling in me, the byproduct is I'm in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in being vitally united to the vine. Vitally, he, he has to be vital. Desperate for you. That's why the enemy want to get you away from his family and away from, from serving. You're not connected to the vine if you're disconnected from the body. Neither can. This is so much good. This is so good. He said, he say, a husband not going to pour into a, his wife if he don't pour into herself. Like you, he, there's this. So, so if he's saying serve, a husband got to serve his, his wife. And then there's going to be fruit from that. With the washing of the word. So you can't just go to church. At some point, you got to what? Serve. Because your fruitfulness is directly connected to you nurturing the body. You go to the gym, you nurture the body, no matter if it hurt or not. You're hitting them push-ups, you're hitting them, them bench presses, and guess what? You're going to get fruits of pecs. Fruits of pecs. For those that don't know what pecs are, they're chests. <laughs> Neither can you bear fruit unless you what? Abide in me. The fruit of the Spirit is the true fruit of true prosperity. Worship is an act of surrender and humility. He does not come down. But as we decrease, we leave the natural realm. He increases and fills the room. 
as we all become aware of his presence, all of us, and he has all of our attention, we now are experiencing his wonder. We all have eyes to see. So I can come in here so aware that he's here, but you can't. You can sit in here and hear the same word, but only a few prophet. That's why he says some 30, some 60, some 100, because not everybody is hearing the same thing. He gave four different types of grounds. But it's when we all become aware of his presence, then we step into the realm of miracles. That's why he said, look, I can't even do miracles here because y'all don't believe. Y'all too familiar with me. In this realm, the impossible becomes possible. Yeah. Yeah. This is the realm. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to stop. In this realm, the impossible becomes possible. In this realm, the impossible becomes possible. And you have to understand in this realm, in this room, in this realm, the impossible becomes possible. You land on your bed of affliction. In this realm, the impossible becomes possible. That's why you can't, you can't, your best asset you have to offer humanity is being a carrier of, of his presence, stewarding your covenant, stewarding his presence. And today, tonight, we are going to um, continue this because there's more. But we, his presence is so vital. But we also have to understand the reality of his presence. And so tonight, I, I, I'm challenging you. If you're watching, whoever, whoever going to be here, whoever going to experience it, um, we will experience God in such a... Uh, a very rich way tonight because our our understanding and awareness um, has and will increase even more and I believe God is gonna going to flood our souls with the revelation of his love tonight in a way that causes us to repent kind of like that husband that played video games his wife's like hey babe take the trash out all right, babe. Hey, babe, did you take? No, I'm, I'm sorry, babe. I forgot. I'll get to it just a minute. Just a minute. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I, I, got, to that, I got to the next level. And I think we need to repent because we've been robbing ourselves as well as God to be able to, to deposit in us and reveal to us and We've been robbing ourselves and people of encounter. Now, this is very bold of me to say this because we, we, we don't fall short of experiencing God here. But I believe God is telling us, which is so, so powerful, that there's another realm for us to experience. Right? If the priest couldn't stand up, disease couldn't stand up. so what we have to understand is this is also going to be mandatory for a certain lifestyle. But man, his presence is going to be the determining factor in these last days. It's going to be the determining factor in these last days. 
we may continue next service, but there's a there's a there's there's a slight there's a different different message we have for next service. That's why I keep pointing to tonight. But this is very important that we laid this down because tonight gives us the space to do what it do. And not even saying we we whatever God wants to do, because when you understand this, we don't need three hours. You just need three minutes. You, you don't even need three minutes. You, you're just here. That's why on your way to church, you can't just be, it's like, no, nah, God, I'm here. What you need me to do? We head to somewhere, God. You here in the car with me and you there where I'm going, what we need to do. And you step in ready. Right? You step in ready. You wake up ready. So you don't need two hours. Because it's like when we had leadership meeting yesterday, man, it was just, I just want to worship. It's like, what, what, yeah, we need to do the practical stuff, but like, if we're going to lead people, we need his presence. We're going to seek him first. Because it's not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit. And so we can talk about the agenda, but oftentimes he changed the agenda anyway. So, but we still have to be prepared. And so throughout this day, even with the little bit of revelation you've just received, be aware that he's here. He's with you. When you're talking to people, he's there. You don't just say anything like God ain't there. Like he's there. That's why you can have integrity. You can walk in love because he's there. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom. So, Father, we thank you for new dimensions, greater understanding. Out of all thy getting, get an understanding. We love you, and we honor you, and we will forever give you the praise. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day, and in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.